Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Looking at Joshua chapter 2, and we are uh, continuing on talking about the time uh, with the two Israeli spies when they have entered the house of Rahab, the harlot. And now we've come to verse 15, and I'm going to begin by reading Joshua chapter 2 and verses 15 through 24. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall, so that she was living on the wall. And she said to them, Go to the hill country, lest the pursuers happen upon you, and hide yourselves there for three days until the pursuers return. Then afterward you may go on your way. And the men said to her, We shall be free from this oath to you, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let us down, and gather to yourself into the house your father and your mother and your brothers and all your father's household. And it shall come about that anyone who goes out into out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we shall be free. But anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. But if you tell this business of ours, uh, then we shall be free from the oath which you have made us swear. And she said, according to your words, so be it. So she sent them away and they departed and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. We'll stop reading there for now. I just want to continue on talking about this encounter with Rahab and what happens next. So Rahab leads them, uh, lets them down from her house by a rope through her window. What's going on here? Well, this is not uncommon in the ancient world. Uh, The city walls of ancient cities were very, very large and very, very thick. And sometimes Uh, Because they were so thick, they would have houses, places to live, actually attached to these thick city walls. And so uh, the city wall being 15, maybe 20 feet thick uh, or more, Rahab has a uh, place where she lives in the wall of the house with a window to the outside, and she can simply just let the spies down Uh, in the middle of the night. Remember, the city gate is shut at this point. And so she lets them down out of her house uh, and then makes these uh, promises uh, to them and they make promises to her. So verse 16, she said to them, go to the hill country, uh, lest the pursuers happen upon you and hide yourselves there for three days until the pursuers return. Remember, the men who had gone out looking for the people of the, the two spies of Israel, they were pursuing them to the east, going toward the Jordan River. Okay, Rahab tells the spies, when you go out, don't go back to the Jordan River. Remember, Israel is camped on the other side of the Jordan. So ultimately, to get back to the camp, they had to go back to the Jordan River. She says, instead, go west Go up into the hills 
and hide there for three days. Then the people who have gone down to the river to look for you, they're going to give up by that time. They're going to come back to the city, and then you can go your way. You can cross the Jordan and get back to your camp. So she is uh, ingenious here. Maybe she's done this once or twice before. I'm not really certain, uh, but it's very possible that she has uh, helped others escape by her knowledge of the geography and what's going on here. Uh, verse 17, the men said to her, we shall be free from this oath to you, which, which we have, you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let us down and gather to yourself into the house, your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household. Now, this is very interesting here. What's going on and the imagery that's being used and the other passage that, that it's evoking, I think, in the minds of these two Israelite spies. So Rahab has this scarlet cord. Scarlet, this was, this was not a common uh, everyday item. You didn't just have a, a red rope laying around. This was a, a, a commodity, a, a, a luxury in the ancient world to be able to have something dyed this color. So whatever it actually was that was this bright color, this red color to, to let these men down. This was going to be the sign for the Israelites when they came back to Jericho. The house that had this rope hanging outside the window was protected from the wrath of Israel, from the judgment of God. Everybody outside is going to be slaughtered, put to death, but everybody inside the house is safe. He goes, they go on to say, uh, verse 19, and it shall come about that anyone who goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head and we shall be free. But anyone who is in you, uh, uh, who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And then they say in verse 20, you don't tell about this to anybody. If you do, we're free of this oath. And in verse 21, she commits again to it. According to your words, so be it. And she sends them away. And as they depart, she ties the scarlet cord in the window. All of this, I think, would have brought up in the minds of the Israelites events that had already taken place about 40 years earlier. If we go back to Exodus chapter 12, you remember this is a very um, uh, important passage in Exodus, the uh, uh, first Passover uh, and the, the events of the 10th plague that God sent on the land of Egypt. And I'm just going to read a few verses here from Exodus chapter 12. This is what Moses tells uh, the people of Israel to do based on what God has already told him earlier on in this chapter. So if we look at verse 21, Exodus 12, 21, Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, go and take for yourselves lambs according to your families and slay the Passover lamb. 
and you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it into the blood which is in the basin and apply some of the blood that is in the basin to the lintel and the two doorposts and none of you shall go outside the door of his house until morning. So basically Moses is saying, you're going to take this lamb, you kill the lamb, with the blood of the lamb, you paint around your door. The doorposts uh, were typically made of wood, even in homes that were constructed of mud brick, you would have around the door two solid posts going straight up, much like our door jams today. And above the top of the door, these two side posts would hold up a beam called a lintel that would then support the mud bricks uh, over the top of that to the roof. So they were to take the blood and paint it on the sides, not the door itself, but on the side posts and the, the header, the, the uh, lintel of the door. Then Moses goes on to explain, nobody goes outside the house <laughs> overnight. You stay inside because, in verse 23, for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will not will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. So the entire concept of a Passover is when the Lord sees the blood, he passes over the house. The blood protects the people who are inside. And though there is judgment all around and the firstborn being executed throughout the land of Egypt because of the, the stubborn heart of Pharaoh, within the house that's protected by the blood, there's safety and security. Now, when we go back to Joshua chapter 2, you can see how many similarities are occurring here. And I have to think, in the minds of these two Israelites, they would have realized, you know, this is in some ways a lot like what happened in Egypt. For the people who are inside the house of Rahab, when the Israelites come to town, they're going to be protected, and their protection is based on a symbol on the outside of the house that is red, that's scarlet. I don't think this is stretching too far to say that this scarlet cord in their minds would have evoked the memory of the blood of the lambs on the door and on the doorposts. I think they would have made that connection in their minds. So they would have seen this sign, and though judgment was occurring all around, and the people of Israel would be uh, killing all the people of Jericho, and we'll see that a couple chapters from now, they have promised that anyone inside this house is safe and protected. And here we have a wonderful picture of salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Inside Christ, we're safe and protected. It's through his shed blood that we receive forgiveness of sins. And the wrath of God is turned away from us because of his sacrifice. 
inside Christ, we're safe and protected, even though judgment may be all around. But outside Christ, there is only death and destruction. If you've trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are protected from judgment and wrath. Now, the spies at the end of this chapter in verses 22 through 24, they depart, they go to the hill country, they remain there for three days in verse 22, and then in verse 23, the two men returned and came down from the hill country and crossed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and they related to him all that had happened to them. And they said to Joshua, Surely the Lord has given all the land into our hands, and all the inhabitants of the land, moreover, have melted away because of us. So they take the message that Rahab has spoken to them about all of the people of Canaan being terrified of the Lord and what he had done through the parting of the Red Sea, through the execution of Sihon and Og. And now they say to Joshua, the people are trembling in Jericho and indeed in all the land because of Israel, because of what the Lord has done. The Lord has given, already given all of the land into their hands. So this conversation with Rahab revealed a powerful asset that the Israelites possessed, and that is fear. Their reputation and the reputation of Yahweh had gone before them into the land, and the people are cowering uh, before them. Rahab heard the truth about God, and she believed it. I think the, one of the major points of Joshua chapter 2 is that her faith manifested itself in her actions, and so God preserved her life. Uh, the Bible warns that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that this sin is deserving of death. But God sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay the penalty that our sin demands. And he offers to us today forgiveness and eternal life. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit Emmaus.edu partner.